0: Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. I am your host, Tess Noland, and I am joined by my friend and yours...
1: Michelle. Oh,
0: okay. I, Normal.
1: I, I know, I said actually so many.
0: <laughs> that's cool. Uh, thank you for joining us today, even though it's musting here, because we've been working too hard. If this is your first time listening to us, we are the Musty Collective and we motivate ourselves to become better storytellers. Yep, that's pretty much it. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, story isn't really important to us. It's really important to the world.
1: I think story is in a lot of things that we don't recognize, though.
0: Exactly, and we explore that every episode on a weekly basis. Find us everywhere.
1: <laughs> everywhere?
0: Yes, even in your closet. <laughs> You're still
1: doing your movie trailer voice. Yes.
0: Well, Michelle, <laughs> I'm super excited to talk about a couple of news items that we have today and our time at Conan O'Brien's show... Conan and friends yeah all right well let's start the show There's a lot going on. It's the holidays and honestly, it feels like a super big ramp up in Like entertainment news all that Mm -hmm. creative stuff There's a lot of stuff that I want to talk about and one thing that we try to do on the show We try to highlight things that aren't brought up in like the mainstream Yeah, but this week we kind of been doing that the past couple weeks So we're gonna go a little to the mainstream this week so and, and again, like, if there's things that you want us to talk about, please let us know. Like, you know, post it as a tweet to us on Twitter, uh, to the Musty Creative, or send us a voice message on the Anchor app. Um, we will have an email out for you, so you can send us, like, emails to us. Uh, but if you want to us to focus on certain things, let us know. Um, but yeah, we've been focused on some indie developers, uh, indie game developers in the past, um we, we looked at, you know, animators and people behind the scenes. But this week we're gonna go a little more mainstream into the video game world. A couple episodes ago we talked about an award show that was coming up and it was called The Game Awards. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Almost put you <laughs> I was on the like,
1: spot. Wait to have another name. Yeah.
0: yeah, and uh it came out uh, last week. We watched it. And this is the first time that Michelle has watched it fully with me.
1: I've actually never seen it ever.
0: I thought I showed you a clip before.
1: Maybe a clip, but I I really don't remember. Yeah.
0: So, like, um, it was, like, a new experience for you. You're a filmmaker, an award-winning filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you've watched the Oscars before. So Mm -hmm. compared compared to that, um, you know, what did you think? Like, what was your favorite moment from the Game Awards?
1: (laughs) Well, it has a different vibe than the Oscars.
0: Oh, definitely. Because
1: I feel like it's more down-to-earth in a way.
0: Mm -hmm, mm
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I also just love um, Pepe the King Prong's appearance. Yes. Prong. Not prong. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) Pepe the King Prong. Can you
0: give us a little impersonation for people who don't know who this person is?
1: I am Pepe.
0: Oh, okay. That's, much <laughs> That's
1: <the word. laughs> Oh gosh. Well,
0: Where's he from? Where's Pepe from?
1: Oh, he's from the Muppets. Okay, awesome. Which I awesome. just, I just love the Muppets. Yes, she does a lot. Yeah. But that was that was really funny. Like him just taking selfies of the audience and stuff, or he's called it shelfies. Yeah. Like shellfish.
0: Yeah, I I I thought that was honestly like a a, a lame joke. Like the Muppets usually have some pretty good jokes. I didn't. Like, I was like, okay, we get it. Shellfish. <laughs> shelfie, Take a shellfish. But anyways, it was still fun to have him there. Yeah. And he was interacting with uh, Ninja, mm-hmm. who won Best creator, uh, Content Creator in the, the video game industry. Yeah. He, uh, if you don't know about Ninja, he is a, a Twitch streamer. If you've never heard of Twitch, it is twitch.tv. It's a website you can go to or an app, and you can literally watch people play games. Mm-hmm. Now, some of you might be saying, why would I ever do that? Well, uh, you may not do that, but trust me, your kids most likely are. And they're watching a man whose name is Ninja who has, like, anime-looking hair. It's, like, green, light green-colored hair. Uh, He's married, I guess, you know, to a nice lady, nice young lady. And he literally plays games like Fortnite all the time. He streams his playthroughs, and he makes money off of those ads, and he was voted number one content creator um, in the video game industry, it used to be PewDiePie, Ninja's kind of taken over, uh-huh. and uh, so it was it was super interesting. For me, my favorite moment from the Game Awards. Um, well, well, actually, before I go to me, you also liked some stuff uh, from the live performances and things like that. Like, what else did you like from the Game Awards?
1: Um, the live performances. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I liked the the music performance of the soundtrack of Red Dead. Redemption 2.
0: Yep. Ooh, that was my pick for Game of the Year.
1: I really like the music and just seeing, well, I mean all of them. I liked all the performances, true, but I think true. that one was the most unique out of all of them.
0: Yeah, it had like an uh, electric guitar. and.
1: It was like sort of gospely and That's soulful. true. It
0: did. It did have a, I think a chorus of some kind. Or
1: well, they had like... Or a gospel singer a, yeah, type Yeah, it lady. sort of had like I don't know if it's gospel, but it's sort yeah. of like South Kind of
0: like yeah, the South. The
1: South flavor. Yes. <laughs> I sounded so white when I said. It.
0: Well, you kind of are white, so <laughs> embrace it. Embrace it. No, but I, I like. I really liked it. I feel like everybody likes to go to church in some way or form, and I feel like that's that was a Video Game Awards community of community's way of going to church. I could have seen a raised hand every once in a while. Someone drying some tears. Um, yeah. So for me, I, yeah, I agree. I, I, I love the celebrities. I love the live performances. For the music, um, it was really cool because I think Hans Zimmer was there as well. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: um, he was playing like a guitar.
0: Yeah, that's right. He was. That that was that was a little weird because i used to. <laughs> I was thinking he was gonna be like purely just a conductor for the night. Yeah. But he was also yeah he was also like the guitarist and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, um, I played God of War. I need to finish it, but I played enough of it to to get the culture behind it. And if uh, God of War is this game about a, a man um, who is, like, it's the fourth installment, or fifth if you count the PSP version. I don't know. But anyways, it's this man who um, has these godlike powers, who wants to, like, raise his son in the right way, but he doesn't know how to do it because he's been an evil person his, most of his life. He's a single father. He's a, he, is a single, he is a single father. That's right. And, and and I think that's why it won Game of the Year because it was telling such a, like, a, I, it was telling such a real story. Yeah. But it was in this fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so a lot of the parts in the game are like, boy, come here. Or, listen, boy. Or, boy. Like, it's literally, <laughs> it's literally like the voice actor for, for Kratos, the main character, the god of boy. war, like talking to his son Atreus in that manner. Mm-hmm. And in 2018, it's like, no, you should call him, you know, little son or call him by his actual name. Um, and so there's a moment where the two voice actors, the one for the son, Atreus, and the one for Kratos, the father, they're up on stage announcing the award for some other game. And then, like, they do this great pause, and the kid's fidgeting. And it, like, it took me right back into the game, <laughs> where, like, the kid's fidgeting, and he, like, the father's like, are you are you kidding me? Are you, just do it. And, like, people, like, people start to, like, in the crowd start to feel it, and they're like, woo! let say it, say it. And it's like, and, and it's awesome because like Kratos, the voice actor doesn't look like the Kratos in the video game, but yeah. the voice is there. And he's this huge guy. It would've been even, it would've been, it would've been even more hilarious if he had been this tiny man with this Kratos voice. Oh gosh! But it was a huge dude. And he just turns to the boy and is like, "Oh, and it's, it's actually the, okay." The voice actor was an actor on Stargate Atlantis. Oh. Or no, I'm sorry. The original Stargate, SG11. Mm-hmm. Which, that's a whole other sci-fi thing. Not getting into that right now. But that's where he's from. He's actually from the original Stargate series. uh uh, Television series. Anyways. um, I don't know his name. But he turns to the boy. He says, read it, boy. Because I'm freaking (laughs) out. But it was the best. It was literally the best moment. Like, I I screamed or yelled in my chair. And I was like, Michelle, they did it. it." (laughs) Um, That was awesome. That was my favorite moment. Yeah. Um, all right, so, Michelle, uh, there's people like Sonic Fox, who won Best Esports Player of the Year, the guy with the fox head.
1: <laughs> um,
0: Ninjas, we already kind of talked about. Matt Thorson, who was the creator of Celeste and also uh, mm-hmm. one of our favorite games, uh, uh, Towerfall. And uh, they showed a side of ga- the gaming industry that I feel like people don't see that much. Um, Ninja's gotten some flack for being, like, I think, personally just loyal to his wife. Um, but I think it was really cool, I thought, when he did. Um, Sonic Fox is a totally different other person um, he's black and he's gay and he's really proud of that fact um, mm-hmm. but he's also like really really good like I talked to a coworker today uh-huh. about his uh, street fighter or his, his cred of being a fighting game champion, video game champion uh-huh. and he's really really good he's like awesome at 5 or 6 games mm-hmm. and then Matt Thorson is just this amazing creator I feel like He's slowly becoming like one of the best game developers in the industry. Yeah, and he's still indie, which is really cool. So, like, they're all diverse. What did you think about those people? Um, as you saw him on stage and, and saw Matt Thorson talk live for the first time, it was interesting. What do you think? What, do you find him fascinating as as people, individuals?
1: Um. I do, like, just, I mean, to compare it to the Oscars again, because I feel like the Oscars, everyone's, like, really polished. Yeah. Sort of. And then just seeing the Game Awards, people were just themselves. Right. Which, it was refreshing. Like, even if some people seemed a little awkward on stage, it was cool because it's like, oh, these are, Nervous people, and they're just yeah. up on stage, and they've never really been in front of that many people before. And
0: yeah, remember the uh, the head of Xbox was always using his hands when he spoke <laughs> <laughs>
1: like
0: he was yeah. kind of weird, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's interesting because you'd see because you're always seeing celebrities in front of you, so you know what they're like, but then yeah. to see all these people that are behind the scenes, and musty creatives, yeah, it's like it's sort of like. It's just cool because they seem real. Yeah. And even if that was awkward, that was them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Really, really cool. Yeah, and that's why I love the Game Awards. So Jeff Keighley, um, who is the host and also the founder, creator of the Game Awards, really just big props to you. This is the fifth year they've done it. And uh, I really what I like about it is it, it at least allows the time for the Game game development community be a little more professional, mm-hmm. as professional as they can be, with a fox head, but also...
1: <laughs> I was like, don't put it on, yeah. don't put it on. I, I thought,
0: I honestly, keep it on, personally, what, I thought it was cool. I
1: think it was fine to put it on at the end, like, maybe after he does the speech, he puts the head on, and yeah. then he walks off, Yeah, but I was like, it's gonna be awkward, like, him walking up the stairs and, like...
0: Trying to talk. I didn't, I didn't mind. I was I was fine with it. Okay. Because I thought it matched. He had the voice and everything. I was cool yeah. with it. But anyways, be you. Just do you. Boo boo. But um, I I really and then also it was a time for people to to get together. They had a, a, a Reggie San head of Xbox, head of Sony, all out there together on stage, talking and communicating and being friendly. Uh-huh. And it was like a night of like, let's not be competitors. Let's just encourage games. I really like that. Um, I thought it was really awesome. And mm-hmm. so, that, that I just love the Game Awards. It's great stuff. Next yeah. year, tune in and watch it. It's literally on almost every platform. YouTube, Twitch. Um, you can watch on your consoles. You can watch on your phone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually a really good show.
1: But you know what else you can watch on your phone? What? The Avengers trailer.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah. Let's get into the next topic.
1: I think... Um well, okay, my theory is that the trailer is giving a lot of hints of what the movie's going to be like.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So it's going to be super depressing. Everybody's dead or dying or um, wherever state they're in. They're trying to figure out a way to defeat Thanos, but they can't figure it out. And then Ant-Man comes, and that, in well, at least in the trailer, that seemed more like like a funnier uplifting part cuz right. like oh he's showed up all of a sudden right so i think um i feel like at that point that's when the actual movie's going to start picking up and then they're going to find a way to fix the problem
0: yeah I-, I totally agree so so did you did you like the tone that was set in the teaser trailer
1: uh, i did cuz i i mean i was just very upset at the end of the the first one,
0: yeah. The first, like in Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah. yeah so
1: yeah. I was like, um, I, I don't know. I just, I try to be a very hopeful person and yeah, yeah. look for the the good in bad things. Right. Right. But um, I don't know. I just, I have hope that it'll get better.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Especially what?
0: No, Doctor, go ahead.
1: Like for what Doctor Strange said.
0: True. There was like a way that they that they could win, but uh, honestly, like, cause I and I'm glad I don't know the comics part of this, so I'm not gonna be spoiled whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't see any hope. Like, <laughs> I honestly don't because, like,
1: that's our personality difference. Yeah,
0: yeah I, right now I don't see any hope for them. I know that people are saying, well, you know, it's like. The hero will win at, at once. But it's like, and I know the contracts for the actors, they're going to be there. Like, they're not getting rid of the Black Panther, so he'll find a way to get back. Mm-hmm. Not getting rid of Spider-Man. He'll find a way to get back. But Tom Holland gave such a great performance at the end. <laughs> that, that part where he grabbed onto Iron Man, which was like a surrogate father for him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, I don't feel so good. And, like, and that whole idea of, like, I don't want to go, it mm-hmm. took me right back to Saving Pride Ryan. And oh, that one no. guy with the knife being, sho- like, shoved down his chest. <laughs> I, I, I was just getting flashbacks. Like it, it, what I loved about Infinity War is that the stakes were high, mm-hmm. and it paid off for the villain. And you literally lost people that you cared about. Like, yeah. I w- would have been happy if Iron Man would have been killed. I did not want Iron Man to, to live. I was like, I felt bad when he got stabbed. And the blood kind of came out. <laughs> but I was like, yo, finish this dude because he's whack." You know, I read the comics on Iron Man and I, I start... He's not I'm, a... He's not a good guy. Yeah. In my opinion. But they took away little Tom Holland. little, little boy. Little Tommy. his little boy. <laughs> it's like, I don't feel so good. I was... I was <laughs> devastated with that scene. So here's the thing. And we'll move on because I could do this for a while. <laughs> I I just... Like, they could defeat Thanos fine. But how do they get everybody back?
1: Yeah, they'd have to go back in time.
0: Go back in time, or go into the realm of death, or I don't know what they could do. <laughs> because it just seems, like, really improbable. It's gonna be crazy. Now, here's the hint, though. I've been reading a little bit uh some, some chat stuff. Apparently, because, see, we need to see Ant-Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. which is the second ver- the sequel to Ant-Man. Apparently, like, Ant-Man goes into what's called the quantum realm. Mhm. And I think that's the key. The quantum realm if you think about it, if you think about the science of like quantum physics, mm-hmm. Schrödinger's cat where like the 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 box of a dead cat could either be there could be either a live cat or a dead cat at the same time. So in wait,
1: what is this?
0: That's that's quantum physics. That's the basics of it. It's like essentially like
1: I've never heard this. That
0: that's that's it. Schrodinger's cat is the whole idea of like, all right, you approach this problem, right? This thing where there's a box and you can't see inside the box. There's uh-huh. no holes, and someone tells you there's a cat in there. The cat could be dead or the cat could be alive, right? And so in this weird quantum way of thinking, that the cat is. Both dead and alive, while in the state of being in the box, and you don't know what the state of the cat is in the box. Oh! So if you take it to like computer terms, I
1: still don't understand. I, I know. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm a,
0: you take it to computer terms. It's like zero one. It's like uh. It could be zero or one at the same time. Anyways, okay. quantum computing. But the point is... It's
1: just based more off of, like, what you don't know.
0: Yeah, right. So, my thinking is, is that the quantum realm is a way for them to to get the lives back of the people that that were taken by the Infinity Stones use mm-hmm. by Thanos. Um, doesn't mm-hmm. mean we're going to get everybody back. Um, like That's true. Uh, Gamora was actually literally killed, so she's not coming back, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so, moving on... <laughs> We'll see what happens, Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a big blockbuster, and I can't wait for it to come out. We're going to go see it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame. All right, so two events we went to this week. (laughs) Yeah, so we we were were being a little Hollywood. We
1: were really busy.
0: Yeah. All right, so first event, uh, we went to this... Uh, in a, uh, a Tuesday night event. Uh. Um, so uh, it's it was sponsored by the LA ACMC Graph. Michelle, how many LA ACMC Graph events have you been to?
1: I don't know the specific number, but I've been a few times.
0: Okay. Um, and
1: what is the LA ACMC Graph? That's
0: yep, yep, yep. So LA stands for Los Angeles. Um, so it happens in, in Los Angeles. Uh, ACM stands for Association for Computing Machinery. Which is just a big, professional, nerdy computer science club. (laughs) And SIGGRAPH is, you break it up into two words. It's SIG, S-I-G, standing for Special Interest Group. GRAPH, standing for Computer Graphics. So it's a club that talks about computer graphics. And so uh, we went to a meeting uh, that happened this week. They have meetings like once a month. Uh And this meeting was being presented by a guy named John Nine, who is a... Video wall artists.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what did you think about the evening?
1: I felt like I was on drugs, but I wasn't on drugs.
0: Yeah, yeah, because the like, video I've, wall screens. I've, I've
1: never taken drugs. Right. But
0: That like, were not prescription.
1: Yeah, but I can imagine that it would feel something like I did <laughs> that <laughs> night.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, so he he kind of like a, you know in his presentation, I felt like he really showed a flair for storytelling mm-hmm. and music. Um, what did, like he had this whole take about how story unites us and it, it teaches yeah. humans. Did you you kind of agree with that? Not agree with that? What do you think?
1: Oh, I definitely agree with that part. I mean, yeah. like just because I feel like a lot of us make sense of the world through stories. Yeah. And the way that we connect with other people is through their stories. Right. So I feel like... Right.
0: Which is why we want to motivate ourselves to be better storytellers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so I think, like, just... You need story to communicate yeah. with people. Because mm-hmm. if it's just information, it's not really... It's just information. It's like, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, there's no meaning or emotion to it. So when you really put a story behind it, it makes it human, I think.
0: Yeah, and when I say meaning, I'm not saying that numbers don't matter. All right. So like I I took computer science, I took math courses and physics courses. I yes, I know that those things matter. But what we're talking about is meaning like to the to the emotional core of a human, to the heart. The human yeah. heart. Right? Like if you say, Oh, today nine people died um in um a gun a gun accident. Um today I was like oh okay no today in North Carolina you have a setting there was a shooting at a church where people were having Bible study and having prayer and worship and someone came in there and killed them all with a gun that's a story Mm -hmm. right like that's Meaning that brings you to your emotional core, that gives you setting, that gives you understanding a little bit more as to maybe the context of what was happening, yeah. And that's what we're talking about, right? Stories matter. Yeah. Um, but he, he showed us a film towards the end of the night, but let me just break this down, just to make sure we understand here. Uh, he is a, a video artist and a very good one. Mm-hmm. Um, he has contracts, um, with like airport terminals, like essentially. Like the business of putting up massive screens to coordinate visuals and ads and, and and stories, yeah on screens in like if you're in Las Vegas, New York City in, a, in an airport, this is what this guy does, and he's very, very good at it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and he's also an artist, so he had his like extra stuff that he was showing us. He showed us a film on this like six by four television screen wall. So like there's 24 televisions. Tied together, and there's secretness in how they're showing this story.
1: And each screen was HD.
0: Yeah, and it was like uh, yeah, it was beautiful, right? So he had this film that I thought was cool. Like I thought the basis for the story was like, really cool. Mm-hmm. It was essentially about like the future of humanity. Um, but uh, Michelle, would you <laughs> would you have wanted to live in that uh, in that reality? No. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: Well, well the basis, right? The foundation just, for that story was interesting
1: i w- I kind of got lost honestly, but like there was a lot of um like this there were these people that like they were literally going green
0: yeah i thought, I kind of thought that was cool it was
1: funny, <laughs> but it was like it's sort of strange like they're changing their DNA so that instead of eating they
0: use the photosynthesis yeah.
1: So it's kind of like, it's just taking, I think pretty much he was just taking things that are already happening and making them extreme. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
0: But, okay, the the interesting concept, I thought, was the basis for the story of this film, it was like a, I feel like a 12-minute film or something like that, Mm -hmm. where, you know, these small group of humans decide to form like a brand new nation and it's the first digital nation. So it's like a global citizenry mm-hmm. and you kind of get into this like VR helmet, headset thing and you experience like this new, you know, digital interaction where the citizens that are a part of this digital nation are part of this digital virtual experience. Now, I, now it, it went, in some extreme ways, but I thought it was an interesting premise for a story. Yeah. Not a future I want, <laughs> but I thought uh-huh. the story premise was very interesting. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the reason why I thought it was interesting was because, yeah, essentially, I they there's a lot of talk about global citizenry, open borders, and I'm not trying to get political, but I just thought it was very, very interesting that this may be the way that people would want to go because if you're... it's Essentially, if you play an online game, you feel part of this community. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you play like WoW, you're like part of the WoW tribe, right? Yeah. And if you do that and it's not just about games, it's just like live your life in this digital place and become a global citizen of a digital nation. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, fun night (laughs) in, in L.A., um, Kind of rubbing elbows with people, yeah. In the industry, um, our our second event we kind of teased at the beginning of this podcast. Yes, was a com was a comedy show.
1: It was a stand up. Well, it, it was it's called Conan and Friends. Yes, a night. Oh wait, a night of it? a night of stand up and, and investment, investment tips.
0: <laughs> Wait, there's no investment tips. <laughs>
1: this lady at the end was asking, like, where yeah. are the investment tips?
0: Yeah, I, she was a smart little uh, trooper there, because I didn't notice that either. It
1: was funny.
0: I didn't get my money's worth, Conan.
1: <laughs> Coming
0: for you, Conan. I know you listen to our podcast. Oh, don't. No.
1: <laughs> um, but, yeah. That who,
0: who, who's Conan O'Brien? This is Just in case there's people who don't know.
1: Who's Conan O'Brien? Yes,
0: ma'am. Speaking um, to us.
1: Well, <laughs> he's one of... My favorite celebrities. But um, he he was a writer for Saturday Night Live.
0: Okay, TV he, show.
1: He was a writer for The Simpsons.
0: TV show, yes.
1: And he started his own talk show, um, Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Right. And then he quickly had The Tonight Show. Right. But then there was a big, um, I don't know what to call it.
0: A, f- big, a fiasco. Big, I don't yeah. know.
1: Something Jay horrible. Leno. We know. I know. Jay Leno totally messed that up for him. We know. And then Jay um Leno. he <laughs> and <laughs> then he um he ended up getting another talk show on TBS called Conan. Yeah. And then that's how he and then through all of that um mess up with the tonight show, he mm-hmm. ended up forming Team Coco. Yep. And then he actually when he um left the Tonight Show, he did a a stand-up... Well, it wasn't a stand-up show. It was like a comedy variety show. Okay. It was um, the Legally Prohibited from Being Funny on Television tour.
0: You're a big fan because I... (laughs) You actually remember the whole title. (laughs) Well, I
1: went to the show. Yeah, you did. And I went to that show. That was a while ago. And then I found out that he was doing another stand-up tour and I got really excited because I really loved the last show.
0: She was so excited.
1: And so I got the tickets like the day... they were available, okay. and then Jesus and I went to the Turn in L.A.
0: Okay, and I just want to say this. Conan, choose a better venue. That was the worst venue I've been to in <laughs> L.A. for the theater. Like, they had prop-up chairs for us to sit on, no space.
1: It was hard to see the stage.
0: Yes, no leg room, and it smelled like mustiness. Now, we're all for the musty. But not our own mustiness. Our not, own mustiness,
1: not other people's. Yeah, mustiness.
0: it smelled, and, and then then the, then it was like because it once we got into the show, uh-huh. like it smelled like I I was sniffing the air for like I was like <laughs> what is this, and then and then the problem became worse because you, then the smell of alcohol.
1: And then everybody crowded in.
0: And I'm not against if you guys want to drink, drink. I'm not against you. But what I'm saying is is that you have the musty cheese mess going on, <laughs> and and then you have like a whole group of people getting drunk. Musty cheese. And, and it's just, it's a bad combination. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Fun show, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was still fun.
1: <laughs> the show was good.
0: Conan was surprised me at how good of a stand-up comedian he was. Yeah. I thought he was just one of those, you know, I need to write it all the time and I can't oh. really perform it kind of guys.
1: Or you just read cue cards.
0: Yes. Kind of a thing. Yeah, SNL looking at you. Yeah. Um, but... I'm throwing, I'm throwing massive shade today. I know, but uh, but it
1: makes sense because I mean he's yeah. a really talented writer. Yeah, that's true. Um, so
0: a fellow musty, I would say. And
1: he's been on the air. What well, it was over 25 years. He's yeah. been on the air, so yes. he has the experience. Yes. Of being in front of a crowd, plus his writing experience. So yep. it just seemed natural.
0: Yeah, and he he performed great. He he opened up the show, and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. For you, Michelle, what was your favorite comedian from the whole night? Because it's it wasn't just Conan, he shared the stage with four other comedians. Yeah. Which was actually really cool. I, I like that format a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Um I think it's cool because his whole goal was to show comedians that aren't getting that much. Yeah. Um
0: Do you remember all the comedians' names, Michelle? There's
1: There was Taylor Tomlinson. Right.
0: She came out um, after. Conan,
1: Deon Cole, he was the last one. Ron Funches, Ron Funches, and, and James Veach. Veach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your um, favorite
0: though, out of, out of out besides of Conan, out of, out of the four. four.
1: Oh, and then there was Flula Borg.
0: Yeah, but DJ. I don't I don't I don't count him. <laughs> he was I don't like count the
1: DJ. Him. But yeah,
0: he was he was funny. Um,
1: but um, I really like James Beach.
0: Yeah, you do. Why do you like James Beach though?
1: What? Why do
0: you like him, though, girl? Because
1: he has an accent. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's what you told me. Them that British.
0: Them British.
1: But, um, no, I just thought it was funny. You did, like, this whole Back to the Future joke. I don't yeah, want to yeah. say it.
0: Yeah, I don't want to. Because
1: you but, need to just see it yourself. It was but. so good.
0: It was, it was, he, oh, so if you don't know James Veach, you can literally YouTube him, just James Veach and then troll email or whatever. Spam. Or spam email. And he has the, like... It's this modern humor of like trolling that he takes to a really another level, but <laughs> keeps it decent for the most part. Yeah, and exposes like I think he he exposes the weaknesses of a digital society. Yeah, and um, I it's hilarious. Every story he tells is just really really funny.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, which sort of brings us to our next.
0: Well, before before we go there, I want to talk about my favorite. Okay. I'm talking about my favorite. My favorite was Dion Cole. All right. Uh, he's not super popular, but he was a writer for Conan on the Conan show. Yes. Um, then he's been on Barbershop. I watched Barbershop 3, so props to you, brother. Not a great movie, but he was funny in it. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. I'll just be honest. All right. Anyways. Um, shade. It's shade. But Dion Cole, man, he came out and he lit the place up. I For me, comedy is like going back to the roots of, well, not the roots, but going back to like the, what, the 70s when you had- Uh, Who's that really funny dude that your parents like? Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. All right. Setting the tone for what comedy in the modern American era is where you're busting your butt and you're laughing and there's nothing that, you know, you literally have to like scramble for air to breathe so you don't die.
1: (laughs) That's what you were
0: doing. Yeah. No. And that's, that's what I need. If I go to a comedy show and you do that to me once, then I'm happy. I got my money's worth. (laughs) And um, for me, that, that Uh definitely did happen. But um like Richard Pryor and then for me, uh Dave Chappelle set the tone again, George Lopez, like when I'm I, I if I can't breathe, then you then you did your job. If
1: you induce an asthma attack. Yeah, I
0: have I have asthma. Then you do your job. Mm-hmm. Induce my my disease that could kill me. <laughs> and you've done <laughs> your job. But but and so Dion Cole came out, I'm not gonna give away his jokes, but man, he had a couple of them that just and so I, I hope I didn't disturb our neighbors because again, Wilton, worse venue ever. Um, we were literally packed in like mules and, um, I was laughing so hard. I started crying. I was sweating. <laughs> you were. I was sweating profusely. And I was like, I think I had to take my inhaler out at one point in the night. And I just, I was like, just laughing. I was just like, <laughs>
1: it's Just all, like tears streaming yeah. down your face. And I did it.
0: He told the joke that I started laughing at like mm-hmm. five minutes, like, and, <laughs> and I was still laughing. Yeah. And so Dion Cole, props to you, brother. Keep doing your thing. And uh, that was that was my favorite part of the show.
1: Mm-hmm. So, do you believe that comedy involves telling a story?
0: Ooh, wow. Yes, I do. Uh, and my quick my quick reason for this is, is that if you break down a joke, it still has a beginning, middle, and end, right? So yeah. knock knock, right? There's your beginning. Who's there? There's your middle. All right, who's there? Orange, right? Aren't you glad I came? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That was a really bad delivery, but that's the ending, right? Beginning, middle, end.
1: I don't like that story. Okay. <laughs> you
0: know? I'm okay. But anyways, and then, and then with, 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 um, um, with com- comedians like James Veach and Mike...
1: Burbiglia.
0: Yes. You can watch his Netflix special. He literally just told the whole story.
1: But I love the way he does it because he, yes. he does tell, like, joke. It's sort of like conception with jokes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. one long story. Right. But then he'll incorporate past jokes into his um, his later jokes. Right. But then the entire thing is just one long story yeah. that has a really great beginning, middle, and end. Exactly. And it all comes full circle, and it's really cool.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. It is. And so, like,. If we just look at the you know the angle uh, of comedy and, and its use of, its use today in culture, I just it's great because you're you're getting a story and you're getting a like to laugh, mm-hmm. and just in this day and age, we just need more to be happy about to laugh at together. Yeah. And going back to like John nine and the whole idea that story unites us, comedy is a story that definitely unites us because like what I loved about being in high school, like it didn't matter like. Man, I could go up to somebody and hey, did you hear what Dave Chappelle said on his Dave Chappelle TV show or like his uh, killing me softly stand up? Or did you listen to George Lopez's stand up? And it's like, oh yeah, I did. It's like remember that one part? It's like and we just start busting laughing. And mm-hmm. it didn't matter who you were, what race, uh color, culture you were, you came from, ethnicity. We if you could if you knew the joke, man, it didn't matter. We're mm-hmm. just going to laugh together.
1: Yeah.
0: So For you, uh, Musties out there, Musty Collective, we just a little bit of motivation here, We want to look upon the good things in your life, right? As we approach the end of the year, we start to be reflective and say what what happened. No matter how much you accomplished this year, no matter how many projects succeeded or failed, I want you to look upon the good things in your life, okay? I want you to write them down, and I want you to go and share it with somebody. And it's important because there are studies that show that writing down something, and I, I'm taking this from the goal part, but just writing stuff down makes it more solidified in, in your mind. It's something that you'll remember a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. And then when you share it with somebody, it's just that experience of like just being a creative, right? You, you create so you can bring joy to others and you can only do that if you share your work. And I, I just think it's super important that we stay grateful and one way we can stay grateful is by acknowledging the good that's in our lives and talking about it with people.
1: Yeah. And I think an important part, because it's one thing to, like, think about the good things you have. But yeah, when you actually say it, I feel like it's totally a different experience.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, LeVar Ball, speak it into existence. Like, <laughs> like we we're discussing this a couple weeks ago, like... You don't speak anything that doesn't exist, right? Like yeah. like this whole idea that words are just like they don't matter. They do matter and you when you bring them into existence by speaking them, writing them down, you take them from the mental thought processes of your mind and bring them into this realm, this physical realm. Mm-hmm. Like it you make those things exist. Yeah. And so positivity, think about the good things. Look around you, there's good all around us.
1: look around you
0: look around you. That's all oh, the b b c but yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah like and and looking through this past week, man, there's just so many fun experiences, we went through some weird, strange experiences, but we can find the good out of it, yeah, and we had a great time, mm-hmm. so that's just what we want to say to you, Musies, be more motivated, tell better stories, and make the world a better place
1: mm-hmm. oh, and um this week, yes. We would like to hear your best joke.
0: Yes, yes so we would.
1: If you could post it on Twitter yeah. or um Instagram using the hashtag Musty Creative. Yes. Or send us a voice message through the Anchor app. That would be really cool. Because yes, I just it would. I just love comedy. So I would th- I yes. think it's really interesting to hear
0: people's. Yeah, make jokes. Mich- make my show laugh, guys.
1: I need laughter in my life.
0: Ha 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 ha. ha, ha. No, that's not good.
1: <laughs> Real laughter. <laughs>
0: okay. When <laughs> your voice get all high, I know. Okay, all okay. right. All right. Well, it's uh, we've had a long episode, but we hope you've enjoyed it. I've had a lot of fun, and so we're just gonna close the show. Remember to leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at the Musty Creative, um, also on Instagram at the Musty Creative. Though there's nothing there yet. Um, it's new. Yeah, it's so it's Twitter. dot um, com slash Musty Creative. It's instagram.com slash the Musty Creative. Just yeah. naming situations Uh, (laughs) and it's anger.com slash musty so just remember that musty creative the musty creative musty
1: the words musty the and creative are in there somewhere
0: yeah and when you're musty you get a little stinky and at some point you gotta shower up Oh, thank you.